Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations about faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And this is Timothy Markhide. And on today's episode, we're going to do a no <laughs> prep conversation. We have nothing, but we're going to talk about uh, the Christian's response to the world around us. So, um, Mr. Timothy, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, did Joe text you back? He said. Did Joe Frerichs message you back? He sent a 20-second video and a 20 or a five-second <laughs> video, so I'm going to have to watch him in a little while. So for context, episode 40, <laughs> we interviewed Joe and Kimberly Frerichs before oh. they left for Peru, and now they're crushing it down in Peru. They are. And he... He's cheating he's on cheating us. us. He's cheating on us. He's cheating on us. I almost hesitated to use that word, but he's cheating on us. He is. He he's, went on a different podcast. He's on another podcast. So I sent him a message. And then you I sent, sent him a video I message. <laughs> oh, goodness. But I'm seriously, sure Joe, we hope you're doing good, we bro. Love you, buddy. We, we do got to get you back on to hear about what God's been doing down in Peru. Heck yeah. It'd be really cool if we could get down to Peru to do it. <gasps> that would be awesome. Could we... Uh, can someone sponsor us to get down to Peru? Because we ain't got that kind of money. Yeah. Like, can somebody throw us, like, I don't know. A C- couple what, thousand bones. What do you think? About five, five Gs to get us down there and, <laughs> and hang back? out and do what we got to do and eat and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, so, uh, oh, <laughs> goodness. People never know what to expect when just, they jump onto RTC. You know, we just are what we are. <laughs> I do love how you were so calm and cool and collective, and then I broke you. Just just a little bit, though. Not fully broke. Just, it, just it wasn't slightly. as bad as when you Kermit the Frog me that one time <laughs> hi, with Sean Connery. Hi, <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, dude, people, if they've been listening for a bit or been following social media, they should know this is our third episode for the night. Third one in your mom's house. In my mom's house. Now, I will kitchen. say, when, when we both get really loud, I can watch my levels. And like when you get loud, it goes poof up the back wall and whacks into my microphone. So there might be still some echoes this episode when we get a little Mark, passionate. Mark. Oh, yeah, I can hear it now. Can you hear it now? <laughs> yeah, so so if there That's are right. some echoes, Sorry. and it's we not apologize. the best, highest quality in the world, it's okay. This is like, you know we what? keep getting kicked out of our location. You know what? All that matters is your mom. It's 10 o'clock at night, and your mom's still She's probably sleeping. Here. She's probably She's sleeping so right now. so sweet. That's my mother. If it was if it's up to her, she'd be in here cooking food for us right we now. We should get your mom on the podcast. No, nah, because you're going to talk crap. Okay, dude, okay, so. Exactly. The people want to hear. I get in so, so much trouble. So the house next to us might be going up for sale soon. Wow. Super, super amazing guy. He's not doing well health-wise. Like the, the first responders had to show up. I don't know what's going on. Mm. I haven't been able to talk with them. Um, and so and so that, needless to say, the house might go up for sale soon. My, my, and Beth was like, your mom needs to buy that house. That'd be amazing. Just It'd be amazing. I'm like, oh, I... I, I don't want my mom to be my neighbor. She's going to be over here all the time. And it would be a, uh, everybody loves thing, Raymond. I knew I get a text from my mom saying, so I hear you don't want me to be your neighbor. I'm like, I did. I mean, I did say that, but I, 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 I but, and I text bad. You're getting me in trouble. She's like, well, I didn't, I didn't say that. She must've just knows you well enough. I'm like, come on. Goodness. My mom would talk. Yeah. How do you raise a stubborn, terrible child? Featuring Wendy Hyde talking about Mark Hyde. Like, that's what that conversation would be. But see, it would be a good conversation. Like, a single mother raising her children. I think a good conversation with that would be is how did my mom... Survive. Not lose her faith. How did she survive? After losing her husband, husband and then right. her second husband... Left, left her and right. had a bunch of issues with that and now this be, dealing with adult your mom. what are some, we doing this some, for we some adult kids mom. not quite living the way they should some hopefully are i'm 
Yeah. Oh, dude, we should get your mom and my mom and do like a mom's podcast. Before we do that, we didn't get the wives on we the show. We didn't get the wives, yeah. Now, we, we did get a wife on the show with Beth, and now you and Janiel need to record your own episode. That would be cool. <sighs> Gotta have the time, man. It's so hard with the kids. Well, maybe when we get the studio at my house. Yeah, because we, we, we had to wait till the, like, I think we started recording like 9 o'clock or 8.30 yeah, or something. Yeah, maybe we get the kids down and go to a quick episode. But you never know. Once the studio's in my house in the basement and all set up in our, like, we're going to have an actual studio. In an LED sign. Not LED, but it's like a wood. It's a wood oh, sign with sweet. LED lights That's in it. So it cool. The sign is boss. Can't but, believe Janiel ba- bought that for me. It was it's awesome. It's so cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, she was texting me about it, and we were trying to figure out the plans right. and whatnot, and I'm like, this is going to be sweet. Let's just say the studio is going to be legit here over the next six months. It's going like, to be really, By the time really, we get it really all cool. set up and everything, it's going to be awesome. And right now so, we're not on YouTube because we don't have a studio and we're sitting at my mom's kitchen table because she's nice enough. It's not to even a kitchen table. Like, it's actually, this is a see, here's brunch what, table. Here's what the people don't understand is that we got here at six o'clock tonight yep. and she's let us use her house and it's now 10 o'clock and, and we're still like, I don't know who knows long, how long, however long until the end of this podcast. And then we got to tear back down, pack everything up. And then she's just home. letting us sitting, sitting here. Like we're probably not going to get out of here till 11 o'clock at night. Like that's straight five hours that she's let us invade her house. As my mother, just a wonderful woman. I love. It. I don't think she's ever listened to a single episode. Probably but she's not a supporter. That's right. You know what? That's okay. She okay. is okay. a supporter. So we are on the third episode of the night, which for most people they're like, it's just a new week, dude. What are you guys even talking about? But because it's so dang late, we ain't got coffee this episode. No, we don't. I have been drinking Aha, my watermelon. Saying it was featured in the last episode, so. You know, there is. I'm like, where'd my Gatorade go? I got my Gatorade. You got well, the Haterade. Actually, I got um Kirkland. Kirkland I got, I got, I got, uh, I got Costco brand Gatorade. It's red too. <laughs> but we we had our coffee. We had our local coffee. We we've we're out of reviews. We're I mean we, got, we talked about it. We so we the, we get to have the fun part now. We can do the Would You Rather. Let's do it. Let's so, do the Would You Rather. Would you rather eat uh, everything you eat be blended into a milkshake, or always have to wear at least eight layers of clothes? Milkshake. Give me the milkshake. I sweat all the time as it is. But that's every single time. That's all right. No. Yeah, because I'm not wearing... I would die, dude. I wouldn't die from the milkshake. I would die from wearing eight layers of clothes. <laughs> I sweat to death in shorts and a t-shirt. And here's another thought. Would... Because, dude, you got to wear... Would you just get used to drinking that? But Right, but here's my thing. is like you'd have to wear eight layers of clothes to bed. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Come on, bro. I would die. <laughs> okay, yeah, you've convinced me. I'll, I'll, I'll do milkshake. Right. Let's, let's do milkshake. Let's see what people say. 65% of people said they'd do the milkshake. 35% said eight layers. You know, we've been in the majority for most of these. I think I got it figured out. I think if you tap the first one, so it's going to be the majority. <laughs> All right, so here's the other one. Be transported permanently 500 years into the future. Whoa. Or be transported permanently 500 years in the past. I'm taking the past, bro. I'm taking the past. 500 years. That'd be the that'd be medieval period. Yep. 1500. As much as I love history. You want to do it? I think I'd go future. All right. We're going to hit future. Because, because I know what the past is, and I don't, I, I'd be a, a little dirty peasant. <laughs> if, <laughs> no, you might be a court jester. Dude, I would be in the stock so stinking much. Nah, as a kid, I would be. No, I, no, I don't do things So. Bad. So the future is the top one, so I'm going to guess that that's majority, right? Okay, okay. Here we go. 74% said future. Oh, I think it's because we don't know, like, what's the future like? Right. It could be, like, the nuclear explosion. Everybody's everybody's living in, like, bunkers. I mean, we, like, how much better would that be than being in the open air of the past? Did, have you been watching Loki again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're explaining Loki. And then there's my mind where it's I'm every like. Every future movie that I've ever watched, though, it's always been like a desolate future. Not back to the future. Yeah, but that wasn't 500 years in the future. That's true. That's true. I mean, Doctor Who's got some cool stuff 500 years in the future. Now, but we, we do know what the year 3000 is like, courtesy of the Jonas Brothers. But I want to <laughs> see what the year 2500 would look like. Yeah, okay. Actually, did you know that was a cover that the Jonas Brothers did? Year 3000, a different band from the UK wrote it and did it, and then the Jonas Brothers covered it. And that's why I never want to live in and- the year 3000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. Let's Bunch- do one more. Let's do right. one more. All right, let's see here. Uh, spend all day in your pajamas oh, or spend all day in a suit. Dude, bring me the PJs. I mean, let's just put it this way. I'm a freelance website designer who works from home. What do you think I wear most of the day? Yeah, it's, he's lucky he's not single or he'd be living with his mom and his PJs. Wow. 
I was single for a little bit. You had kids. It's different. That's true. That's true. Now, I will say, I actually work out of my office half the day now, so I have to shower every single day and put clothes on. Well, it's that, kind of a sad existence. That's just because you, you, you choose to work out of the office. So you Actually, no, it's not. Because so in order Beth for me to you get... Out? No, no, no. Because, you know, Beth's back to teaching now. Right. So she's full-time teacher, uh, teacher schedule. So we have a nanny that comes in the morning, so that way I can get... Because I, I, we, tr- like, we, we try with just me. It's it, it just me with... Three two-year-olds trying to keep them entertained while trying, it, just, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had a lot of iPad time for a little bit. Uh, they do well when we're just throwing. Actually, they do really well when you just throw them out. It's not throw them. You sit out there with them. But when you put them outside, they just have a blast for hours. It's great. But, yeah, I choose PJs. I choose PJs. Well, you and me both choose PJs, and yep. that is 76%. Of people, so we jealous. live in a now. Let's be honest. COVID put everybody in that position, anyways. I mean, I like to get dressed up from time to time, <laughs> but I mean, you know, but I like <sighs> PJs is where it's at. Like, I never get uh, like I, it's either I'm in my work uniform all day, right, or I'm sleeping. P- typically, on most days, or I'm going to church. So when and you so get like, home from work, do you just normally keep your work uniform on, or do you no, normally change I, into PJs and then hang out? I well, so. Typically, when I get home from work, like we might go somewhere if we're not working on the house. If I'm working on the house, I go in my work clothes and I come home and I take a shower. I put a pair of shorts and T-shirt on. I eat dinner. I play with the kids for a few minutes. I put them to bed and then I go to bed shortly after. So that's my day. Yep. <laughs> it's like, okay. It is. I, what it I is. live for PJ days. Like they're fun. I miss my PJ days. Anyways. So this might be a good transition into the conversation talking about COVID and everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Let me just turn off my iPad because... I know, my iPad's off. This is a conversation. So well, how does a Christian I, respond to the world around us? I mean, there's a lot going... Let, let's let's let, review. Yeah, let's let's do a review. Let's review, all right? 2020, right? Oh, jeez. Let's, let's review 2020. So it starts off with COVID. Uh, COVID lockdowns, shutdowns. Then we have um, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Yep. The hits. Right. And then there's the the the, the, the now, multiple killings and, got, and yeah, riots. And, right. And, and then we got the cancel, cancel culture going on at the same time, although that's been going on off and on for years. And now we have and then the the politicalization of then masks we had, and Well, and then we had the elections mm-hmm. coming on and everybody with the elections and then now we've entered into twenty twenty one and you know, it looked like COVID was starting to die out, and then it comes making a strong the Delta, uh, the, the Delta variant. Welcome back, <laughs> welcome back, welcome Mr. back. <laughs> um, and then now we've got um, the, the Afghanistan, Afghanistan dis- and Christians getting call killed. It a and, I mean, it's just yeah, it's an absolute disaster, and and so that's the world in the past year and a half. No, I think this might be a fair question. Is you, you know, as Christians, we look at this and we're like, oh, man, Jesus is coming right now. But has this the worst society has been, you know? I mean, as far as for modern-day Americans, probably. For modern-day Americans. Right, because most know, of us haven't lived through World War II. We didn't, we didn't or, live, Well, yeah, the Great Depression. Um, the, even the Vietnam era. Or the, the rain, great, like the Great Chicago Fire, or well, I think yeah. there was the Great Boston Fire. That was all back in the early, late 1800s, early 19th. Then Revolutionary War, and then you Civil have War. I mean, you've got a lot Black of... plague. But in modern 50 year, you know, if you think 50 years back, that's only putting us in the We've had pretty 70s. cushy lives. I mean, now granted, like when the stock market crashed, there was a lot of issues that happened with that, but... I mean, this might sound selfish, but like I was in high school, and I think were you in high school or were you in college? College, college, I was college. Yeah, so I think it was like middle high school, and so like I mean, we had two. You know, the September 11th. So that was a, yeah, that was awful. That was a big deal. Uh, I mean, we've I mean, had, changed. The, we've had some bad moments. You know, I had to explain what nine eleven was to my nine year old daughter. She said something about like, "Oh yeah, I read about nine one one." I'm like, "You read about what?" And she goes, "Yeah." Nine one one, and it's in a really good book so far. I think I'm really gonna. I'm like, no, you are. It's it's a it's a novel about a kid who lived through it. it uh, it's setting the stage for the attack, and she's like, I think this is gonna be so fun. And, and it, this just looks like a great book. I'm like, you, yeah, sit down, girl. I'm gonna give you a history lesson. <laughs> and her eyes were just getting bigger and bigger. She's like, what? I'm like, that's the book you're reading. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a rough day. It's, in history. it's about a kid who found himself in the middle of it. It's a rough day. I mean, just. I mean, <laughs> fallout from that, and and how America changed from that, and where we're at today, and and I mean, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy life that millennials have lived. Right, well, and and know. those are 
those uh, what what you just relived are the facts of what have happened. Right. But under the skin, you know, I have there's so much polarization between mm-hmm. the right wing and the left wing politically interested Republican yeah. and Democrat. There's between um uh, you know, Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter, critical race theory versus well, if you don't agree with it, then you're a race. Like it's everything is you're either this or you're this. You're yeah. either you know, the party of love or you're the party of hate or you're the party of free will versus the party of communism. It's whatever side of the, the aisle you sit on, you call the other people names. And yep. it just seems like things are getting further and further segregated. And, you know, I think the question that, that I have been wrestling with is what, what should a Christian do? Like mm-hmm. you, you, you see responses about Christians posing all these things about the virus, this vaccine, that, and, um, and then, oh, well, we can still disagree and still be friends, but you're an idiot if you believe that. Like, I mean, yeah. w- that's the world we're living in right, right. now. And or if you're not social distance, like, if you're not social distancing and wearing masks and, and like, all this stuff. You're not showing brotherly love yeah, if you're, you're not, not wearing a, a mask. And, and, but then if you wear a mask, well, then you're a sheep. <laughs> right, yeah. Or if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I mean, that's a whole nother ballpark that's hitting nowadays especially in the church mm-hmm. i mean i've experienced it I'm, i mean I, i'm vaccinated and um i've experienced it of like you're just a sheep and it's like wait what <laughs> like no that's not why you're just, you're just doing the let propaganda. me tell you let you're me tell you why i did it okay let me let me just tell you why and then to even so. flip it from the other side that people don't really know what's going on there's such a strong trans and lgbtq movement to yeah. sh- like and, and where it's becoming increasingly not safe i want to say and mm. like there's a lot of videos where it's like well if, if i use that bathroom well then your 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 son or your daughter just needs to deal with it because i'm fine you're you tell them to be fine or um you know one of the things that i know the democratic party's been pushing really hard for is uh transgender uh, transferring sports mm. where or or it's just like the fact of um locker rooms and bathrooms like that's been a very very strong push lately so it's like we're dealing with that now so we're dealing with political social i want to even say faith because now you're dealing with even churches that are fighting each other because of all this so now all of a sudden our faith is being split like uh, you know when when we started the podcast we wanted to have conversation about faith culture and society and i feel like (laughs) this conversation it's it's i mean it looks like the world's going to hell in a handbasket this is as raw as it's gonna get because we are not prepared for any of this conversation this is an actual conversation this is this is going back to our starbucks days and just going dude what the heck do we do you know i i think so we're looking at it we're like man this is horrible like christ has got to be coming soon and i think back of the early church, and that's probably what they thought too. I mean, just look at the persecution that they went through. Yeah. Most of the books in the New Testament were written to churches that were <laughs> under heavy scrutinized I mean, persecution, the, yeah, the either by the, Rome with Nero, well, either and, by Rome or Judaizers, or I mean, they were just hit, getting hit from all sides. It mm-hmm. was no safe place. It's not like they could run to Israel and be like, "We're safe here," because Israel is, you know, a nope. safe place of us being able to practice, especially because that's where our savior came from. And it's like, no, they hated you. They are pretty bad. And then it's like, okay, well, let me run off. Well, then the, you know, certain Judaizers would meet up with Christians in other cities in Rome and it, there'd be fighting going on in there. And then Rome stepped in, would kick them out of the city and banish them from the city. And then you got Nero, like you started talking about Nero started to be like, okay, well, <laughs> Christians Let's burn go. it down. Let's get them. So, um, you know, just thinking about our early church fathers and what they went through, and um, even even like you know, they're like, yeah, but they never had to deal with the black black or the with the COVID or any type of disease. Well, they had black plague and everything that they dealt with in the Renaissance periods. Well, and, we also live in a very clean culture, right? You know, like back then, like the rich were clean. Sure, there was public bathhouses for again, you know, in right. the big 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 cities for the rich people, but it's like. They had to wash their feet every time they walked into a house. Well, yeah, because just walking was going to get you filthy. We have refrigerators for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, so, you know? I mean, the, the I think the church has been through this type of stuff before. I'm not saying this exact thing, but these types of things. And um, that I'm sure that they thought at the time. I know for sure 
um, just from some of the writings that the early church believed that Christ was soon to return. I mean, look, how many times did the the, the apostles say Christ is at hand? The time is at hand. His return right, the is at hand. is here. And then uh, First Thessalonians, Paul even, like the, the church was just, they were quitting their jobs and they were just right. chilling, being like, I, Jesus, I'm going to sit on my Walgreens beach yeah, chair just so, hang out for a little bit until you show up. Yeah, and Paul had to go, ah, oh, don't do that. Yeah, get, get your butt back working because you don't work, like, you don't eat. Yeah, like he's, yeah, he's sure. I'm sure even Paul believed that he was returning soon, but don't just sit around and do nothing and wait for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, how many times throughout history we thought at the 1999 to 2000, you know, oh, Christ is oh, coming back, yeah. Y2K. You know, we, there's been so many times the church has been like, Christ is coming back, Christ is coming back. And I don't think that Christ wants us just sitting on our hands, just like Paul said in First Thessalonians. You know, what what is the church supposed to be doing in these times? Well, I think we're supposed to be doing what we always should be doing, being ambassadors of Christ, carrying out the word of God to people and loving people. Like, that's and, our calling. And part of that was we're supposed to be agents of reconciliation. But, right. but, you know, in a world that's constantly split where we are – we have a liberty as Americans that the early church never did. Like, you didn't right. get to speak your opinion. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, or you could, but ain't going to do nothing. Or you were just uneducated. You didn't know any better. I mean, in the early church, you just didn't. Right. And so COVID, we're bored, we're on our phones all the time, and that caused more division. And us being behind computers, I think, have emboldened people because mm-hmm. people will say things on a keyboard that you, you'll never say to someone's face. That's why they're cyber bullies. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, oh, goodness. And, but, like, you know, if we're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ, are we allowed to have opinions on politics? Are we allowed sure. to post things on Facebook about, sure. um, oh, this person talks about this about the vaccine. Well, this person talks about this. Oh, our campus is... This percent um, vaccinated. Oh, you mean your your campus is sheeps or, or so, a bunch of science experiments? So I think like, this is where you have to remember who you represent. You know, depending on what you, I, I think go ahead, go post stuff on the internet. Go say stuff, speak your opinion. But remember, but, but it seems who like you, every time you post, you're 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 pulling people away. Well, you know? so you gotta you gotta remember who you represent, mm. right? So what's Christ? What are is what you're doing being divisive? Are you being a divisive spirit? Or are you being a unifying spirit okay. of the church? But right now, you can't do anything without being a divine spirit. Like, I'm thinking well, of people who post things on Facebook all the time where it's like, like I do know some people who, uh, they, they go to our church where they'll have different opinions than me, but I've never once felt judged by it. It was more of just like, yeah, yeah, you, that's fair that you think that is what I think. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I'm not, you know, going at you either. You're, you're not being divisive. You're right. not going out looking for a battle because they they uh, differ from you. You know, it, it's it's funny because we look at Proverbs in the church, you know, we always look at Proverbs as a book of wisdom. Mm. And Proverbs talks about that you don't always have to answer a fool. <laughs> like, you don't always have to give an answer to a and fool. I, that, I, and so, can I just say, I hate that verse, answer a fool, lest he appears wise in his own mind, don't right. answer a fool, and yeah. unless you look like a fool too. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. Then he appears wise in his own eyes, and I'm like, uh, uh, that doesn't help. So I think it deals with a lot of pride, though. Is is it's don't speak as the fool. Don't speak like the fool, saying okay, and getting into these arguments of battle of opinions. Yeah, but if that person is a fool, you need to shut them down. So like, let's say look wise in their own eyes. Like that's where people I think struggle. You know, there's a way to do it though, and it's the spirit behind it. What are you do? Are you doing it to prove them wrong, or are you doing it to actually help them? And I think that's what that scripture talks about. Right. And I think that that's where people misunderstand it is I have to tell them the truth and the truth will set them free. But it's, right. is it the truth? And really, is that truth going to help them or hurt them? Mm. And the way you come across, is it a better conversation to have over the internet or is it a better conversation to have in person? And okay, is that part of it? Is it more the fact of, you know, when you're sitting across from the table from somebody who disagrees with you, I'm talking to a real person, not right. just I throw think my opinion out there for everybody to hear. There's a, there's a reason why we're told to bridle our tongues and that how much our tongues, you know, if, <laughs> what does it say? If, Oh, what is it? It's something about if you bridle your tongue, you will you will control the whole body or something like yeah, that. Yeah, James. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's so and we true. Had, we had a, a podcast episode about taming the tongue, right? And it's so true. It's it's if we learn to control our mouth, <laughs> it'd probably get us in a lot less trouble. Um, 
And then I hear people going, well, they don't bridle their tongue, so why should I have to bridle mine? Well, <laughs> And they need to be put in their they, place. They all, Yeah, they also do a sin. Should you go about sinning, that grace may abound, God forbid. <laughs> like, right. I can go back and forth and say this too. Um, I think it's beyond that. I think that um, we, are, we are told to correct those, right, that need correcting and that are sinning, and there's a certain way we're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. But if what they're saying is just an opinion, is it causing them to sin? Should we have to correct it? Or can it just be their opinion? Can it be just, okay, that's the way you feel. That's that's fine. I can't tell you how many times I've read stuff on Facebook and I felt like, oh, they're wrong. But I didn't feel like, oh, I need to put them in their place. Mm-hmm. Because why? What good is it going to do? It's going to be divisive and it's just going to be a battle of opinions that never go anywhere. And then there's times that I've disagreed and I've jumped into it. And guess what? It got us nowhere because it didn't change their beliefs and it didn't change my beliefs. All it did was create feelings against each other. So I think if certain conversations, certain opinions, I don't think it's a good thing to have over social media. I think that's a face-to-face conversation. Um, plus, you can't read body language. You can't see tonal inflections and right. stuff like it's just, that. It's words on a screen. You right. read your own voice into exactly. it. Exactly. But, you know, but I think about all these things that are going on, and it's like, as Americans, you know, we have been given much. We've been given the freedom to have opinions and voices. Mm-hmm. I think the issue that I have, though, is when people use the words like idiot, stupid, or whatever, because just because someone voted for the opposite party, you doesn't, Sheep. yeah, <laughs> to, or or worse, or you know, or I, I'm not sure what the other side would be, but it's basically just, I, I don't know, it's it's whatever the the, the negative term would be for the other side, but it's um, lost my train of thought. Oh, but like with these things, like you know, we we have the ability to have opinions which cause further dissension, but if we believe we're doing the right. thing, thing does it matter what people think like if we're fighting for like you know america actually has in our constitution that if our government acts tyrannical we actually are given the right by our forefathers to rise up against the government is that actually good i mean that's what that's the way the american system was created and we happen to find well, ourselves in our this american system i see paul uses his rights as a roman mm-hmm. for certain reasons and then doesn't use his right as a Roman for other reasons. Right. And, and the one time he used it was because they wrongfully threw him in prison. He goes, I'm a Roman citizen, so you had no right to do this yeah. to me. And as soon as he says that, then he has an automatic right to go see Caesar at that point. Caesar judges it. So, mm-hmm. And he used it to further the gospel witness, not just his opinion. And is it the fact that we live in a place where, A, you know, we have technology at our fingertips, we have information overload. Like, I actually heard, I actually heard a really interesting theory that we were never created to take in more information than what was in our local tribes. Because we, because like, okay, like right now, um, some, some people have been struggling with how hard it is to get a hold of me or how hard it is to hang out with me and the family and other things like that. And I'm like, it's almost impossible. <laughs> it's well, it's like, okay, so I have seven kids that need to see their dad. Right. I can barely keep you up have, with you're, them. You're a newlywed. I'm a newlywed. I have my own business. Right. I have a house that I'm working on. You're a podcast host. And I'm a podcaster. <laughs> and that's just it. I'm like, okay, so if you look at every single night, okay, so if I take away, if we take away podcast night, we take away church night, um, usually Saturdays are, you know, projects at the house right. or whatever. All the other nights I'm doing, now I'm doing homework every single night with these kids. Right. And by the time I put them to bed, I, I fell asleep at 9.15 twice last week. Welcome to my world. <laughs> right. And so it's like, it's the thing where it's like, I can barely keep up with my own family, let alone yeah. everything else that's going on. I get, I get it, man. I'm, you know, I, I totally understand it. So I work a swing shift, multiple, oh, I mean, yeah. more, more than 40 hours working on a house, taking care of three kids and trying to, we're, I mean, and we barely can <laughs> hang out. We don't hang out outside of podcasting. We really don't. We really don't. And we tried and it's just, it's so hard it's to too busy balance right schedules. Now. And, and I mean, how much of it is self-inflicted and how much could, you know, we prioritize. You always and, make, you always make room for what's priorities, but even for Beth and I, it's more the fact of if we hang out with a friend, like we'll, like we'll text, hey, we're available now, like right. not now, but like next Tuesday. Are right. you guys? No. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to wait we, another you, month. You know, you can make time. And right now you and Beth and Janelle and I are, are, have our priorities. I think, right. You know, it's God, it's family, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's immediate family. You got to take care of the needs and, and care for them and not just physical needs, but spiritual needs. And, um, 
it's part of it. I mean, so, but I, in this, in this, so I get, you know, the texting and stuff. We, you know, you and I try to text mm-hmm. at least once a week. Typically it's talking about podcast stuff, but you know, at least we're texting. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But, um, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard to balance what is the appropriate social media mm-hmm. conversation and community and what's not. And we are probably the busiest generation out of all generations. Yeah, lean into that a bit. Because uh, we when when is there a time where we just have to sit that we don't have a device on? That we're not interacting with something. <laughs> we're, we're constantly interacting. I Do, walk out to the garage and I flip open Instagram. Shoot, even even going to sleep, I turn on Adventures and Odyssey or I turn on you know Disney Plus to go to sleep with. So I'm constantly having something until I go pass out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I basically yeah, going, I do that with Madam Secretary. Yeah, going till I pass out and then I wake up and start it all again. And for me, you know, most of the time it's at three thirty in the morning. I'm starting my day and it's like go 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 go. Yeah, and I and I mean, by always the time I, I wake up and I got kids talking at me at six a.m. when I'm trying to make lunches, and then <sighs> by the time all the kids leave, I go lay on the couch with the babies and I either fall asleep or I'm on my phone trying to get the buster to go shower and get ready for the day. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just it's it's hard. But going back to what Christians are supposed yeah. to do in this world. And I know right now we're mainly talking about political and COVID stuff. So, uh, you know, uh, you, you mentioned a couple of things. You said the idiot, stupid things, you know, people being kind that. with our words. Yeah. So I, I just think about the early church again. Christian was not a, oh, this is a good badge of honor to wear. It was a derogatory term that the Jews and Romans put on Christians. It was meant to be a put down. It was meant to be like the equivalent of sheep. Right. It's like, Oh, you guys are Christians. You followed this dead Messiah. Right. And so, I mean, we can't control what people do. I can't control what you say. You can't control what I say. Nope. I can only control what I say. Right. And so what should we do in these situations? And and I'm speaking specifically to the name calling on social media Mm -hmm. because most of the time, People aren't brave enough to name call to your face. <laughs> um, and I don't think you have to necessarily say anything. Sometimes it's just let the fool be the fool. And sometimes when the fool is hurting somebody else or the fool is influencing, so it's like the the false teacher conversation you and me and Soche had. It's like, when do you stop? When do you step in and speak out against a false teacher? Oh, not Soche. Um, yeah. Rodney. Rodney Buse. I know, but you and I, you... Soche and I two years ago had a, a Facebook conversation. Oh, oh yeah, back, way on back. back oh back, goodness, that's back. going back. It's like two, two and a half years. Yeah. So you know, and we and we said that. Okay, yeah, I remember when, that. Now. When okay. is the time to step in and say, "All right, this is enough"? And we all came to the conclusion that it's when it's influencing others. And I think it's the same way of when do you call out a fool when they're harming other people. Basically, then you should, we should step in and defend other people. Right. But this is where I struggle with is because, you know, it's I don't think it's wrong for Christians to be involved in government because no. Daniel was involved yeah. in government. So no. if you have these people who are, you know, either right wing or left wing, because I'm friends with both on Facebook and they're posting stuff that it's completely contrary to the other person. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, no, they they're idiots. They believe this. No, you just don't love people enough. To That's that. what it is. They're not they don't know how to bridle their tongue and they don't love anybody. So do you think is people should be allowed to like mean, and not not people should be allowed that's not the right thing more of like can Christians post their opinions on things on social media like is there anything wrong with that what's what's the purpose behind it to educate people because those fools need to not be <laughs> communists and but, be free or those people need to like you know love somebody and put why, on a mask I'm just you know. But why do you have to educate them? I don't. I don't. I don't post that stuff. I, I'm, I'm just saying in general. No, 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 no. no why, right, right. Why, why do you have to? Like, not you, but you in general. Like, why people do you? need to be educated, and I got the abilities and the voice to do it. So you know? at what point does it become actual lovingly want to educate people and pridefully want but to I educate people? I think people want to lovingly. It's the fact of, like, we don't want you to shoot that vaccine in your bike as bad, or it's like we want you to because but the virus is bad. But here's, both are coming from good perspectives. But here's where you can see the, the sheep from the wolves. So one, I'm going to give two illustrations. <laughs> Way to bring the sheep back into it. <laughs> Uh, one person posts, Hey, don't, I don't know. I'm going to don't drink honey. We're going to, I'm going to throw something that's not politically energized right now. Okay. So so don't be Winnie the Pooh and don't, 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 don't eat honey. Okay. And, uh, honey causes cancer. I'm saying the most ridiculous thing that comes to my head. And the person goes, honey doesn't cause cancer. Honey cures cancer. And that person comes back and goes, 
well, you're a sheep because you're just following the crowd. Now, are they really trying to educate no, that's out of neat. love? That's or just, is that, that's bully. Or, or that's actually a bully tactic. So uh, then we get the second person. They say, hey, uh, don't eat honey because it causes cancer. And that person goes, uh, hey, uh, no, honey doesn't cause cancer. Actually, not eating honey causes cancer, and so you need to eat honey. And they go, okay, um, you know, here's the articles that I had that I came to my conclusion and leave it at that. Uh, you know, look at it if you want or don't look at it and leave it at that. There's no name calling. There's, hey, this is where I got my information from. You read it for yourself. And then that's it. There's no back and forth. There's no name calling. There's no you're stupid or I know more than you or there's none of that. This is just I'm presenting the facts of where I got my information from and I'm leaving it because that's an edu- that's a loving education right there. Mm-hmm. That's not slapping people around with it. That's not going back saying you're an idiot or you're just a sheep or any of that stuff. There's there's a huge difference. Now, let's bring it back to the real world now. So, COVID vaccine, right? There's two sides of the fence. Either you are going to die because you're an idiot because you got it or you're going to get it because you're trying to protect yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Which one's more loving? Which one sounds more loving, right? Just in that general statement. I'm not saying take the vaccine or not take the vaccine, but which one It's the one that loves the neighbor the most. The one that loves, right? I'm doing this out of love. Like for me personally, that's why I got the COVID vaccine. Cause if there's a chance that I can help not spread it to my fellow brothers or bring it home to my wife or children or my in-laws or my parents or my brothers or my church family, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I take it? Why wouldn't I try to do something? Why wouldn't I wear a mask? If a mask has a small chance of protecting somebody, it may not. It may be a one percent chance, but that one percent of not spreading something to somebody to me is worth it because it's showing but, love. But how do we handle that with our kids? Because it's like it, it, the mask, and I mean, it's actually changing kids' brains. So that's you to, know? to me, it's a little different with kids, right? So I'm not for personally, right? This is just me personally. I don't make my kids wear the mask. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I don't think, I think it should be everybody's decision whether they want to wear the mask or not in a mask situation. And a child doesn't have that choice. And so me as a parent, because I'm not a research person and I'm not a doctor, I'm going to say, all right, if they have to wear a mask then I just won't go to those places because I'm the one making the choice whether to go or not. Right. And I don't have to, you know, well, what about the grocery store? People said that they got to wear them. No, you don't, because you can get groceries delivered. You can get pickup orders. You There's no have to as you want to. Now, there's a difference. But to take away my freedom. But what about church? Well, how we all live stream now. <laughs> like, I mean. Right, but that's where it's hard because if this is where the struggle is that they're saying, like, well, if masks don't do anything, that's actually unloving to make people wear masks. But like, they, that's where I struggle. But you know? so, okay. And, and I'm saying I'm on one side. I'm, I'm, I wrestle with it hard. So here's my thing. Prior to COVID-19, right? Okay. Private, prior to COVID-19, when you were sick and you went to the hospital, the doctor would go, hey, can you put on a mask so you don't spread your germs? Or, hey, when you sneeze or cough, can you put your face into your arm? Yeah. And, and people do it, No right? question. Right. No question. It was, and I've I, done it, yeah. You know what? I don't want to spread my germs because I love I, – I, I don't want people to get sick because of me. Like, it's one of those things. So nobody had had a problem with it. Before this, but now everybody's a medical and research expert. I, I mean, I get the distrust. I do, right? And honestly, politics has made politics and certain individuals of the medical community have made it seem very untrustworthy what's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, no question. And I'm not saying one way or the other, and I'm not trying to give it, I'm just saying think about these things. I get that it's untrusting, but we used to do these things and not question it. We used to trust our doctor, right? I have a relationship with my personal doctor, and so I trust his opinion because I've been seeing him for years before COVID. Mm-hmm. So I trust what he has to say. So what is your doctor saying? What's what's the people you know? I know people in the medical field, and, and I'm, that's where I get my information from because I trust them. And if they say, okay, this or that, I'm going to go, okay, well, I'm not in that field. I don't read the medical journals. I didn't go to school for researching you know infectious diseases i didn't i don't have these degrees i don't have a microscope i'm not in these fields looking at these things so who do i trust Mm -hmm. do i trust myself in the internet because if i trust myself i know i don't have it if i trust the internet i know the internet is full of lies it has truths but it's full of lies too so how do i know i'm not getting a lie Mm -hmm. 
And that's where I struggle, you know? And it's like, I, I found this, uh, well, someone shared, I thought it was really cool. It's like, believe it or not, it's okay to be all three. Yeah. Uh, option one is be- believe COVID right. is real. Right. Thinks that everyone has a right to wear a mask or not. It's certain that COVID is being used for political purposes and public control. Yeah. I believe them all too. Right. I, I'm totally on board with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where it's hard is, you know, I feel like so many Christians, you know, I mean, you know me, I'm connected with so many people who are Gen Z and so many Gen Zers are like, if this is what Christians in the church are like, I don't want to be any part of this. Well, so here's my you thing. You know, and that's where I struggle. Here's my thing with adults, right? You know, you got the people who go, oh, you can't wear masks because masks kill people from lack of oxygen and all this. And I'm like, well, where's that medical proof? Because I watch surgeons who for years. My grandma had to wear one. Surgeons for years have worn them for eight plus hours at a time doing surgeries and every they, single day mm-hmm. with no issues for years. And you trusted them to do the surgery on you. So, and I don't mean to make this all about masks or not masks. I'm just saying like. But that's the right now. That is the hot topic let's, issue. Let's, I mean, let's look at it logically. Mm-hmm. Well, logically that surgeons and doctors and have been doing this for years anyways, wearing masks. But now all of a sudden they're they're hurting you? I, I'm just not, I don't understand that. Right. And to me, if my brother's weaker in faith, right, say, oh, you have little faith, you should trust that the COVID virus isn't going to hurt you, blah, 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 and that you don't need to wear a mask. Well, my brother over here believes that it is going to hurt them and they are at a higher risk medically and this and that, and so they're, they're, they're scared and for good reason they're scared and, and I had people they want, who knew like they that want too. people to wear a mask so they can they can fellowship with you. What's more loving? Saying, "Well, screw you, you're just a sheep," and I'm only caring about myself because I don't want to wear a mask, or I'll put the mask on for them. But I've heard so many other arguments. Like uh, I remember when Matt Walsh recently walked up into that. I'm sure you. I don't know if you saw that video actually. Matt Walsh. He's from uh, the Daily Wire. Um, talks way faster than me uh but so he went to a teacher's meeting and basically came up with all these facts and yes, basically and and so he's like he's all the facts here's all the things at the end of the day you're forcing my kid to wear a mask for something that doesn't affect them it hasn't proven and, and they've even shown that kids not being able to see their teacher's face or their kid's face is actually legitimately changing their brainwaves because they're not able to process emotions. And but then I look back at the early 1900s where they had the outbreak. The gas masks and, and, and they wore masks. They wore masks. And it's amazing how people weren't... So are we just as a society psychologically weaker? Or is it really not that big of a problem? And yes, some researchers are saying it, but it's not extensive enough data because really none of the data we have about this thing or about how masks affect people really has enough of a study over a year to prove anything. So my question is, why can't we be both? If people, and this is the, but this is where it's hard. It's the fact of why can't people, some people wear masks, some people don't. And then even there when like, like, uh, okay, uh, our local school here, you know, Penn high mm-hmm. school had mm-hmm. that mandate where it's like, okay, we're going to leave it up to the parents right, and and the students. If you want your kid to, and the, the, I, I, I'm not going to say it, but the school that Beth teaches at, there's a kid in her class and her parents are like, we want her to wear a mask. They're part of the medical community. And so Beth is like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure she does that. And even though she's like, it's so hard to watch this one little kid who, you know, she hates it. She doesn't want to do it. Um, What's but, more detrimental. <laughs> right. And, but you know, with, with these things now it's on, it's like these uh, administrators trying to do the best they can. They say, okay, well, if parents want their kids to wear masks, you can, or if, te- or if teens want to wear masks, you can, mm-hmm. but if you don't want to, you don't have to. Well, it's the same thing our churches do. But, but people are flipping the crap out because they're like, well, you're still causing the spread and you're the reason why my grandma, di- whoa, hold up. And then there's the other side where it's like, oh, you're still wanting people to wear this but, thing that doesn't do. Cr- but, I, I don't know. But I, think of that person that their grandma died, right? Right. They're dealing with true emotional trauma. Heck, yeah, of they it. are. They're, they're really struggling. I, looking at my in-laws, I thought for sure my in-laws were going to die of COVID because they were so sick. They're both hospitalized. My father-in-law is still not home yet. I mean, I, <laughs> For people that say it's no big deal, it is a big deal for some people. It can kill some people. I've watched it kill several of my fellow employees at work. Mm-hmm. Guys who were otherwise healthy before they got it. And like how old? Like like 50s. But still. I mean, that that's like your mom getting it and dying. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? Would you think it's a joke? No. And that's why and that's why and, this and is that's, what's hard. Is like There's a pastor right now. I was reading this uh, just uh, this morning, actually. A pastor is actually setting up a free COVID shot 
clinic at the church because right. they lost 10 members. Right. But he's getting flacked like you wouldn't believe, well, even in his denomination. My job my job is actually paying people to go get vaccinated. They're paying. They're saying, hey, listen, we think it's important. The medical community around the world is saying that it is. it works a little bit better. It protects us a little bit. Maybe not fully you know, keeps us from getting it, but it helps us at least not be as sick and die. So they're like, we'll pay you if you and want to And there's so take much, compar- and I think the thing we're dealing with is there's just so many conspiracy theories on how it all works. Well, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, the conspiracy theory is going to go, well, see, they've got to pay you to take it because it's going to kill it's you. It's not going to, they, they want to control you're you. Gonna, you're going to die to th- three to five years and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to be like, if it's my, no, I'm not going to die before the, my appointed time. That's right. what I know. Whether it's COVID, whether it's a vaccine, whether it's me leaving the night and getting in a car accident. I don't know. And why fret myself with it? What I am concerned about is how I represent the Lord. Mm-hmm. And is me taking a stand on not wearing a mask? And if we boil it down, it's just simply because I don't want to. It's got no. Come on, let's break it down here. It's got nothing to do with whether, you know, it's going to hurt me or hurt, you know, whatever. Or my freedom. If, if you look in the very beginning of all this, it was all about, my, I'm American. It's my right. I don't have to wear a mask. It's my, that's infringement on my freedom. That's all it was about. It was about my pride of who I am and being mm-hmm. an American. It had nothing to do with anything else. And then they go, oh, well, people, we're getting quite a bit of flack and getting called Karen for that. So now let's make something else up about it. It's like, like listen, it's not hurting you. All right. People have worn masks forever. <laughs> and, and with no ill effects on them. So you can't sit here and tell me when the past year wearing a mask is killing people now because people, right. China's been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. It's true. All Asian the cultures, time. Yeah. All the time. They wear I think masks. it's more the fact of, is it, if, if it's not, if there's no purpose then what's, I mean, and there is because I mean, we've even seen flu and pneumonia cases go down too. Right. Um, and this is just where it's hard. And like, I know we've been, chatting a lot about mainly COVID and mask and the Delta. And it's whatnot. The, it's and, the hot topic right it now. It is a hot topic, but I'm even thinking now like the shift, if you don't, are you okay if I shift gears? I'm, just, I'm like, I'm, we don't have too much time, but I'm thinking the, I, my opinion, I think the next dividing issue, I don't, I'm, I'm not prophesying and I'm just saying, I think this is what's going to be it is what do we do with all these Afghan refugees? Right. Do we allow them into America? No, because they don't fit our culture and they're going to bomb it. What? Hold on. And are, are we supposed to, where are we supposed to locate all these people who are literally running for their lives? Like they're, they're humping onto the landing gears of planes to escape. And then they would rather plummet thousands of feet to their death rather than live where they live. Like, well, no, typically they're not plummeting to their death. They're probably dead of lack of oxygen before then. Well, it's true, but they're just trying to do all they can. Right. You know, and I, yeah. And so it's like, what do we do with these refugees? There's going to be people where it's like, we can't let them in here because we ain't got room for them and there's a different culture and they're bringing Islam over here and they're going to ruin our... Se- it comes back down to the same thing with the COVID situation. Same thing with the Black Lives Matter situation. It, it, it all boils into one for Christians, it should anyways, of what is love? How, or what, or what does love require? I think that's a good question. What does love require of me? You know... Proper love is sacrificial, mm. and it's gonna, which means it hurts. I think, like with the Afghan, with the Afghan refugees, right? I think there should be a screening. Why? Because I would hate to see us let just a murderer or murderers or rapists in here and hurt more people. So I think there needs to be a proper screening. But if they pass the screening, let them in. But how long is that going to take? And, and can we do background checks on them? And can we do all these reference checks? I mean, we have to do what we can to protect other people. It's like a church, right? You, if you have a church that breaks up. Okay. Say it's a charismatic church. and you're, you're, They're all wanting to come to your Baptist church now. Well, there should be a, a proper screening. I mean, I'd let you come into the church, Just but you bef- wouldn't be be- leading anything. No, before you join the church, right? Scott, oh, yeah. Scott does a screening mm-hmm. before you can join the church. These He's, are our beliefs. He screened Janelle and I. Mm-hmm. When were you baptized? What do you believe? How do you obtain salvation? You know, the these different things. It's it's a basic screen, but he's screening us. Why? It's protecting the flock. And I think that that's okay. I'm okay with the screening process. And, 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 and we should say that's also America's leader's responsibility to take care of our country. That's Correct. fair. Well, and it's to care for the people in the country, mm-hmm. right? Because we can't displace people in our country just because there's other people being displaced because that's not caring for our people. Right. So I think there is, there, there, 
it's not. I think we always look at it as black and white. It's got to be we accept them or we don't accept them. I think that's going to be the next polarization argument: is what do we do with all these refugees? Well, and I don't think it's either or. It's just like mask. I don't think wear a mask, not wear a mask. I think that's somewhere in the middle. You for a Christian, I wear the mask. I wear my mask around people that believe that you should wear a mask. And when out of respect, out out of respect and love for them, and out of people that don't believe it, well, then I don't wear my mask. That's the way I operate. Mm-hmm. It's out of love. For and that and that's why I actually carry my mask in my backpack with sure. me wherever I go. I, carry I don't know what's going to happen. It, I mean, I can walk in a coffee shop. They're like, oh, we're, we're requesting you guys wear masks. Now, cool. Both, right. both my vehicles have masks in them. Yep. And I'm fully vaccinated. So uh, half ours I, don't because we washed them and I think we put well, them they, away. But we got to get it back. No, but I mean. Anywho. Right. But like at my job right now, right? Mm, okay. So I'm vaccinated. So I don't, I'm not required to wear my mask. I'm not required to. Yet I wear my mask around people that feel like masks are important. Why? Because I'm a witness to them. Mm. They're not even a Christian brother, but it's me showing love to them. And guess what? You get respect out of that from them, and they're more apt to listen to you because they see that you actually care. You're putting your money where your mouth is type of thing. Mm. Your actions behind what you say. And actions speak louder than words. If I say Jesus loves you, but guess what? I'm not wearing my mask around you because I don't have to. Right. Or it doesn't do anything and yeah. you're and you just need to get you're on just board. A, you're just a sheep. Or they're gonna be like, Yeah, okay, well I'm definitely not listening to you because I'm just a sheep. Or Which whatever, is funny because you know? Jesus calls us sheep. Yeah, I know. Shepherd, it's so. it's pretty funny. But that, that, that these are the type of things that Christians should be looking at. I I'm okay with refugees coming into our country. But it, but it's our if, it's our authority's job to make sure that they are protecting the citizens that are already here. Correct, correct, exactly. There's there's definitely a a gray area that has to be looked at. It can't be black or white. There's a mask gray area. It can't be black or white. There's a black lives matter. All lives matter. Black. You know there there's not a black and white. There's a gray area in there. Like <laughs> I agree with both sides, and I disagree with parts of both sides. Mm-hmm. Like there is a middle ground that I think that. We live in a world of extremes. It's this way or that way. And I feel like COVID has made it even worse because oh, now yeah. we're bored at home on our phones. That's just divisive. It's just divided everybody. Mm-hmm. And the entire world is divided. <laughs> so um, I think that the, the challenge that we, has been set before us, uh, the church needs to rise to meet the challenge. And that's to love people through it. I think of the Black Plague, right? The most deadly thing, most people, if they got it three, four days, they were dead. Right? This is back... What, 1800s or whatever it mm-hmm. was. What was the church? They were in the middle of all the crap. They, they said, everybody. well, the be- most loving thing to do is to give my life for a friend or a brother, right? Mm-hmm. So if I get sick and die, well, it's the Lord's time for me. So I mean, well, I'm going to be there to love that person and take care of In the middle of the Holocaust, that's what Dietrich Bonhoeffer did. He right. just, he could have stayed in America and hid, but he's like, I need to be with my people. Right. So he went back to Germany. Exactly. So, I mean, this he died is, in concentration camp because of it. This is so much of the church's history has always been, well, I can't be on the outside of this and I can't pick one side or the other. I got to be in the middle of it. We like to be comfy. And, uh, there was a quote that Scott said uh, a couple weeks ago. Three weeks ago? I don't know. It was the fact of, um, as Christians, we like to stay in our comfort zone because once we step outside of our comfort zone, that means we can't do it on our own and we need God to do it. Whereas if we stay in our comfort zone, that means we don't need God to do it because we can do it. Well, through church history, through Israel's history, I've never seen a good comfy time where everything was great and gravy. Uh, Typically... If you're in a comfy time, there's a really hard time coming very soon. <laughs> right, and, and and this is just different. Like, you know, World War II, World War One, Civil right. War, there's always actual bloodshed wars. Yeah. And right now, it, we might not be shedding blood. I mean, now we are over in Afghanistan, but at least here in America, it's not so much about blood, but now we're, but there's still a, there's a war happening right. in our in our culture. And the know? church, rather than being divisive and, and dividing against each other, should Learn to love each other and love each other where they're at. Because guess what? Christ loves us where we're at, and we're definitely not always right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet he still loves us. And though we disagree, we can still love each other and be respectful. I can respectfully have a different opinion than you, Mark. Did you know that? It's amazing. Shut up. It's amazing. And we have some. And we have a, We actually have quite a few, which the podcast has brought out. <laughs> and and But even with those, they haven't, I mean, we haven't had a lot recently, but if no. we start talking about house church versus like what's the biblical model for church, what's the biblical model for this, what's the, right. like, we, we have disagreements. Yep. That doesn't mean you're wrong and I'm, I mean, it does mean you're wrong and I'm right because I'm right. 
I you love know. you. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but but the fact of I I have valid points and you have valid points and that's what the Bible says. Let each man be convinced in his own mind. Right. However, and got to work out the uh, that the doesn't right in the end. That doesn't negate our ability to out of love. What does love require? And I but I think this is where I keep going back with my struggle of. And this is where I think some Christians are falling into a lot of them where the fact of I am lovingly telling you don't get the vaccine because of this. And then it just turns into war. Right. And so the fact of they say, what does love require? Well, love requires saying the hard right thing, even though it goes against the culture. You know, here's where I'm at. Okay. Right. Truth. Right. I believe I have truth. You believe you have truth. And the truths do not match. Right. So what do we do when we when we do that? I think love says truth, what they believe, right? If I believe truth is, I'm going to say truth. And love would say, I'm going to say truth once. And if they don't listen, they don't listen. Well, I mean, what, what was that? First Corinthians 13, love hopes all things, bears all things. Endures all things. Endures all things. Endures. Yeah. Uh, so if I say, hey, lovingly, the vaccine's going to kill you, Mark. I, I really would hate to see that. And I would say, okay. And then you say, okay, right? Because you're going to bridle your tongue and not give your opinion, or which is I, fine. Or, or you just say, okay, well. You know how many times there's been somebody that spoke their opinion, and I'm, I have a different opinion, and I'm just like. It's like, okay, okay. thanks for sharing. I have a, a, a guy I work with who's a devout Catholic, and he was talking about Mariology and all this stuff just this past week. And I just lovingly sat there with him, and then I said, hey, can I pray with you afterwards? That's, that's, that was the conversation. And it's not wrong to ask questions, and if sure. they ask your opinion, sure. But you don't always have to give your opinion back, mm. right? Sometimes you can just accept it, and if you differ, that's fine. And likewise, you have to be able to just say, all right, I'm going to speak truth, and I'm not going to argue about it. When did we see God argue, or Christ argue about truth with the Pharisees? Not very often. Only when they ask questions. That he answered the question, but he never sat there back. And I mean, back he and called forth. them "you brood of vipers, you whitewashed sure. tombs." So he, sure. He, and that's the thing is the fact he of, called out truth. And, and but but here's the deal. But people think that they have the truth. So if Jesus called people whitewashed tombs, why can't I call you this? Well, because you're not Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I feel like, but we're supposed to emulate and follow him. I, I think that's where I. True. That, I, but I think that's where the big. Ooh, I just wiped my ring on the table. But why? But I think that, that's where the big struggle that people have are. But, you know. But what's your heart behind wanting to call them broods of vipers? And what's your heart behind wanting to chase them out of the temple with whips and all this stuff? What's your heart behind it? Because that's where it's at. And typically, and if everybody's honest with themselves, nine point nine times out of ten. It's because I'm offended and my pride is hurt is why I'm saying And, and Jesus went after people because they were leading them astray down the wrong path towards God, right. not towards society. Not towards a medical, scientific thing. or It, it was always towards God, and right. it was like way off. Like it was, they, they knowingly led people astray. So so let's land this plane a little bit. This went a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Heck yeah, it did. Um, like twice as long as but, I thought. But this is the conversation. So it's like, okay, so as Christians... It's okay to have different opinions. Sure. But when is it okay to post something on Facebook because you want to post it versus not versus respond? I mean, Scott went off on people. The, the, I don't know, you weren't at church this past Sunday about the comment feeds for Facebook. Just get out of them because that's being divisive. Really? Like he was like, because really the, the mark of the Christian is love for one another and love for all people. Like that's right. the marks of the, well, obviously love God, but love God and love others. Like that's right. the mark of a Christian. Yep. They, the, the, the world will know you by your love for one another. Right. Not what the, does love require? Not in the comment feed. I can tell you that. Right. And, and I think we have to, we, we, we each have to be convinced in our mind. Okay. This is, sure. this is what I believe. This sure. is what our family is. Now, granted, I think we're going to see a big war between certain places where it's like, well, if you're going to be here, you have to wear masks, which this is this is capitalism at its finest, where it's like, all right, I, I won't go to your establishment. I'll just go to a different one. There's other ones. And guess what? That's called freedom of being an American. Uh, right. There you go. You yeah, can but choose I, but not to so go there. So many people are so worried that it's like, well, these communists are just coming in, and we're going to lose all that freedom See, if we don't do something. Now, I think it shows the state, if we bring it back to the church. So a church says, all right, if you want to come here, you got to wear a mask. got to wear a mask. And we're doing it because of love for the people who are actually struggling, who are actually struggling with it. And that's what it's about. And, and you go, well, I'm not going to go there because I, I don't want to wear a mask. Well, then that just shows that you truly don't love your brothers that are struggling. 
To me, that's what it shows. That's what it screams is that you care more about yourself than you do about your brother. So does that mean a pastor is unloving if he doesn't make people wear masks? But um, that's the problem. Like that's the issue that I'm having. With I all think. This. I think if I think Scott did the perfect thing. If you want to wear one, wear one. If, if you, you want, don't, don't exactly. Now he did say we do everything out of love and respect. Correct. So he. So even on our church signs, they say we do not require a mask, but we request that you respect other people's right. space and. Decisions. If they're wearing a mask, then stay six feet apart. And if you go near them, put a mask on for them. Like that's part of the love. Though it's not required, it's part of loving them. Like we have people in our church who still have not recovered from COVID when it first came well, out. Well, we still have people in our church that are have not returned to the church or were going to the first service because of the mask. And now that we're not, they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. I know because I just talked to one. Mm. And, and, you know, it's sad because we're not supposed to go through this life alone. And it's sad that they cannot feel because they struggle with it and they feel in danger because of COVID and no mass that they don't feel like they can be does, a part of our but church. But should the entire church do that? Or do we say, well, what's the loving thing to do? I still think it's fair to say, if you don't want to wear one, just don't. But sure. if you do, do. But if someone says, well, that I just can't come to church, that's when you say, well, we love you, but this is a decision we have to make for this well, body. And, that's, and, and you have to have that. But I'm just saying as a whole church, what's the, what's the push behind it? What's the push behind it? What's the heart behind it? Do you truly believe masks hurt you or you just don't want to wear them? And it's a valid question. Because if you ask me if I don't want to wear a mask, it's because I just don't want to wear it. It's not because I believe that it hurts me. And I mean, that's where I, that's where my personal landing is right. on it. And, and for me, I'm, it's, I guess with the church, it's the fact of, I don't think a church, if, if, a, I should say, if a church says our community will wear a mask, yeah, Respect it, right. but if our but if a church says you wear one if you want, don't wear one if you don't want to. There's so there's like one person in the church. Well, it's hard because it's like you can't run entire church based off of one person's no. And I and I totally interest. and so you would have to lovingly say a, you got to find the balance. You got to lovingly say I I understand that's hard, but this is the decision that we believe is best for our our church community. And you, and you have to look. But at then that. there's other churches who haven't shut down once they they still don't wear a mask, and they, that's what they believe is best for their community. But so. Just, just realize the church should be in mourning right now because we're divided over this. Mm. We should be in mourning. We should be in ashes and sackcloth as an entire church right now because we are divisive on this. And if we're divided on this, how can we be entrusted with the keys to the kingdom? Mm. How could we say we're the bride of Christ that's ready for Christ's return? Because obviously we're not ready for Christ's return. We're not a bride that's perfect and spotless. I mean, we can't even love each other, let mm-hmm. alone love the world. Where are we as a church? I mean, something simple as a mask, a piece of paper over your face. We're going to split over that. Wow. The church is in a sad state. We are in a sad state, and the church needs to repent. And, but I think there's a difference between we're split between masks versus this This is the outpouring we have. Like, no, the, if you look at the majority of churches, they are fighting over masks. There is quarrelsome arguments and name-calling no, over masks. I'm talking not just, I'm not talking Southside. I'm talking no, church no, as a whole. Right. That's where we're at as a church. <laughs> we're not unified. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a sad state that the church as a whole, the whole church worldwide needs to repent of it. Mm. We need to repent and quit being so petty and refocus we had those focus uh, mm-hmm. podcasts. We need to refocus on what the goal actually is, and that's love and taking Christ to others. That's the that's what our focus should always be. Yeah, Never and, on and even on this conversation, I think how we both think churches should respond are, are different. Yeah, I think how you and I bit. see it are a little different, but I think we both are asking the same question of what does love require us to do? Right. And I think that's the thing and, that we and, have to figure it out. And I think that everything that the is surrounding us in the world. That's the Christian's response to all this is what does love require? And are we loving like Christ loves us? And that's the big question that has to be answered because that's what the Bible says, right? Love others as Christ has loved you. So what does that mean? You do, are you going to the tax collectors, to the Pharisees? Are you loving them? Are you inviting them to the table of Christ? Are you giving them the truth, the truth, not of, as you see it, but the truth of scripture, because that's the only truth that matters, not whether a mask 
does or doesn't protect you against a, a, a virus or the vaccine will or will not kill you. That's not what the truth we should be focusing on right now. We should be focusing on the truth of Christ. We have an opportunity right now, and we're wasting it. We're wasting it as a church. Time for Fun Facts with Fillmore. <laughs> there will be no fun facts today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we haven't had that one that somber of a note in a while, bro. It's so hard to transition out of that. It is. But it's like we're looking at it's like an hour it's a, and five but, but, minutes. <laughs> but I think this is the uh, this is why I wanted to talk about it because I feel like it's such a heavy conversation that people don't want to have. Yeah. It's but it's a conversation that needs to be had, you know? Yeah. So but we got to end it, bro. We got to send the people on their way. Bookmark this episode. And give give people a little give, something and let my mom go back to sleep. Give your mom your her house back. Because it's almost, <laughs> old, it's it's 8 till 11 right now. So, Fuller, let's land this mug, man. What fun fact do you got for us today? All right. The fun fact. I did not look. Today, I didn't look. You lied because you talked to it about it earlier. Wait, which one was it? You're going to hear it in a sec. But you're like, oh, I didn't know this. <laughs> I'm oh. like, oh, this guy. Oh, it's about that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I forgot. It's it. about the place where I have a lot the of people, world's worst memory. It's a place where don't a lot, conspiracy theory. This one too. It's a place where a lot of people want to go. But move some people to, don't think or want people to move or to. They don't think we actually went there. <laughs> so today's fun fact <laughs> is about the moon and how the moon has its own time zones. Did you know that an astronomer even an astronomer even designed a special watch that relies on luna lunations 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 or the amount of time it takes for the moon to revolve and rotate around the earth it's got its own time zone its own time lunations how does that even work when there's nobody on there what i want to know is who's like man this is so cool the moon that i'm going to make up time zones for the moon that's a power move. <laughs> That's a power move. Somebody just had a lot of time in their. What did you basement. do for a living? Oh, I gave the moon time zones. You did what? I yeah. made a. I made a watch that you know was based off of lunations. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty sweet. It's. it's I it's wanna, a fun fact. I want to see if we can find one of these watches online. <laughs> oh, pull it up while I tell people where to All go. Right. See, I want to see how expensive the, one of these watches are to get. Let's see here, because you know I'm sure it costs more than an Apple Watch. Oh, I'm but I'm sure. Think. I'm sure you can. I wonder if you can get an Apple Watch app. For that, an that'd Apple, be interesting. An Apple an Watch Apple app for the watch, watch it. App. So, anywho, while you're looking that up, just like always, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Our community with RTC has been growing leaps and bounds is the only way to say it. So, I know there's a lot of you new guys out there, new, new gals out there new, as well, new and people and new Tabasco girls, girly out there. I don't know. I, I had to lean into <laughs> it one more time since we're we're wrapping up the kitchen series. We'll call this one, huh? My, my, the, Mark's mom's kitchen series, but kitchen you know, series. we would love to connect with you over on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, we got the Twitter. We post episodes on Twitter. We're not very active on Twitter. No. We're active on Facebook and Instagram. So go hit us up there. Yes. Send us an email. You got a question, text it to us. Leave a voicemail on our voicemail at 574-400-5352. I remembered it. Good. Reach out job. to us. Real Talk Christian Podcast. Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com. We try to make it as simple as possible to find us. And don't forget about our sponsor, Lifeway, Lifeway and the CSB. CSB Bible. If you're looking for a Bible that uh, you want to have a good time reading, check out the CSB. It's an easy read Bible and the one that Mark and I thoroughly enjoy in our That's spare go time. To. So. That is our that is our go-to Bible. And hey, we talked about mask a little bit. We don't know what Delta Vari is going to Delta Vary is going to do, but we are still selling our RTC face masks we are. and neck gaiters over at the store. So you have to go to the website, realtalkerchampodcast.com. Go to shop. Boop. <laughs> and there you there go. There you go. There's t-shirts, there's sweatshirts. And I'm thinking we should buy some of these watches, man. They're only $300, these uh, That's not, watches. Uh, do they at least thought, look cool? Uh, I mean, it says NASA on it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm pulling That's it up. That's hilarious. Well, we'll let people look it up, too, because we got to land this plane. That actually looks pretty sweet. Yeah. I love it. Well, guys, we love you, but until next time, take it easy.